0: I don't have enough time to invest in real estate, I'm too busy, I have a full-time job, I've got a family, I've got kids, there's just no time. If you've ever said that to yourself, this is the episode that you need to listen to. My guest today is Ryan Sturgeon. He has a full-time sales job. He has a family, he has kids, he has grandkids. And he has managed to build a real estate business, a successful real estate business, while working his full-time job and being with his family and being a dad and being a granddad. And you're going to hear exactly how he does it and how he stopped making excuses and started to prioritize his time. By the way, guys, Ryan is in our mastermind, W2 Prison Break Nation. If you want to get around people like Ryan, Look at W2 Prison Break Nation. Book a 15-minute call with me. I'll tell you all about it. The link is always in the show notes. This is the W2 Prison Break Show, the podcast to help you fire your boss and become the CEO of your own business in under 12 months. I'm your host, Brian O'Neill. Let's get right to the episode. Hey, Ryan, welcome to the W2 Prison Break Show. Man, I'm looking forward to having this discussion with you today.
1: Yeah, great to be here, Brian. I'm excited to be, uh, be on the show with you.
0: Definitely. We're going to talk about something today that many of the listeners are interested in. Number one is real estate. Number two is managing a real estate business or building a real estate business while you're still employed in a busy nine to five job. That's you. So let's first talk about what you're doing in your nine to five job, your W-2, and then we'll get into the real estate piece.
1: Yeah, so I'm in sales for a, for a packaging company where it requires some travel, some, you know, some time away from the family and you're always on in sales. So balancing that can, can be a bit, a bit challenging. For sure.
0: How long have you been in sales?
1: I've been in sales for about 15 years.
0: Okay. And how long have you been thinking about getting out of sales? For
1: about 10 years and then the last couple of years, really seriously.
0: So 10 years you thought about it. Maybe you did some dabbling. I'm not, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but what got you to the point where it was like, okay, I'm ready to take this seriously. Like what happened in your
1: life? Yeah. So two things that the first is when I really started considering getting out of, out of my W-2, I started with the new employer and one of the uh, suppliers came up to me and they asked me, how long are you going to be in this role? Everybody that's in this role is gone within 12 months. And so that that really made me sit back and question, you know, what what is my other source of income? And the answer was I I really didn't have one. So I had to start finding out what that's gonna be. I needed another another source of income. And that's what kind of kicked off the the real estate investing. And then the last, you know, within the last couple of years, I really started ramping up with, you know, my my granddaughter and grandson. You know, they're moving they moved back into the house recently. And my granddaughter looked up at me and she said, Pap, you can't go with us today because you're working and you really love to work. And I said, no, I don't. I'd rather be spending time with you. And so that's what ultimately said, hey, I, I need the freedom to go out and spend time with my family on my terms. I don't want to have to ask permission from my employer or my boss to spend time with my family.
0: Yeah. Wow, I love that. You know I love that, everyone listening. That's just super powerful stuff. You have to have a reason why. Okay. Great share. Thanks for saying that. I think a lot of people need to hear that. So, you landed on real estate. Tell us why you chose that path. Cause there's a lot of things that you could do for additional income and then to get out of your, you know, to avoid that situation where like, hey, you're gone in 12 months.
1: Yeah. So, we, we landed, my wife and I landed on real estate really by accident. So, when we got married, we consolidated homes and moved into a new house. We weren't quite ready to get rid of her house. And so, we kept it as a rental. And that's the only rental we had for a few years. And then, when we really started looking at how do we invest our money? Um, I'm not a big fan of the stock market, so I didn't really want to go and invest more there. And I was looking for a way that I could really get some significant returns on my money have with some semi-passive investments. Mm-hmm. And throughout my searching, real estate was what I kept coming back to. And so that's how we ultimately decided to expand from one to, to many properties.
0: Got it. Okay. Tell us about the accident. The accidental you told us that was a rental that you kept. Do you still have that?
1: No, we sold that. So we sold that about two years ago.
0: Okay. Tell us about your first deal. How did you find it? And then how did you take it down? And then just kind of walk us through the steps and feel free to share any numbers that you feel are relevant.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So When we started looking, we had reached out to a local realtor that was recommended to us, and she did a great job helping us find properties. And we looked at a lot of different properties from single family homes, you know, two bed all the way up to multiple bedrooms, three, four bedrooms and multifamily properties. So we saw a lot. And so we had to really find out what are we going to focus on? And so we ended up buying a duplex through her uh, that was rent ready. And so we didn't have the team to rehab a property. So that's one of the things as we went through this process, we wanted something that was rent ready. We didn't want to go with a big rehab. And so we, we bought that and we bought it with uh, traditional financing through a bank and we pulled some money out of a 401k for the down payment to rent it out.
0: Nice. You're doing this while you're working. Yes. How do you have time for this? I hear all the time. I don't have time to, first of all, that didn't sound very difficult. Tell us about that. Like, was it challenging? How did you find the time? Just give us some tips, because this is a major block for most people.
1: Yeah, so it's it's really about priorities, and that's what it came down to for me. And I had to determine, you know, am I spending my time wisely? And it is what I'm working on now helping me get to my goal? And, and I still check myself daily on that, you know, is, is the task I'm working on or the project I'm working on getting me closer? And so, you know, as I went through that process, and, you know, we... At that time, we had our first grandkid on the way, and so we were busy getting ready for that, and, and we had to really, you know, am, am I looking at social media too much? Am I watching too much TV? Am I not efficient in my W-2 because I'm putting in too many hours, you know, and now I'm becoming inefficient? So it's how, how do I become more efficient to free up time? And when you really start looking at it, it's not difficult to find a couple of hours in your day that you're not being efficient with.
0: Yeah. 1 million percent. All right, so you've got this super strong why, your granddaughter. That just that still hit me right in the gut, but I like that you shared that. 1 to 2 hours a day, is that in your opinion is that what it takes to do the real estate activities to get you to where you're looking to go?
1: To get to where I'm looking to go, I'm I'm now putting in 3 to 4 hours a day on average. And that's, you know, I made the choice, get up earlier, you know, stay up a little later. And, you know, in the quiet time in the house when I can put in the hours and not be distracted. And then on weekends, same, you know, whatever everybody's away or doing something else, then then I try to carve out some time to work on it then.
0: Got it. All right. So priorities, you use that word. Awesome. The duplex that you bought, you still have that one? Still have it. Talk to us about the rental. What are you cash flowing? What'd you buy for? Give us some numbers and then maybe talk a little bit about what your risk tolerance is because a lot of people are scared like hey i don't want this deal to go bad and i get blown up
1: for that first property we bought it didn't cash flow great in the beginning it cash flowed a couple hundred dollars a month and now with the rent escalation we're now cash flowing 500 a door on that one we've done really well on that property awesome and and I was just started recently so we just Placed uh, a new tenant in there, and we're getting ready to place a new tenant in there. By By the time that's done here in the next two weeks, right. we'll be doing $500 a door.
0: So net, 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 after it's all said and done, is $1,000 to you on a duplex that you paid what for?
1: I paid 170 for that one.
0: Okay. That math works, folks. And then you used a 401k to finance the property. Have you, for the down payment, have you refinanced it since then, or... Do you do anything with it?
1: I have not refinanced it yet. If the interest rates go down as everybody's predicting this year, then I will start looking at doing that. But right sure. now I have a nice interest rate. I don't want to mess up the cash flow too much.
0: Right. No, which is awesome. I think most people would be over the moon, a $1,000 a month in net cash flow and wait a couple of years for it on one property. Are you managing that yourself or do you have help with that?
1: So I do a hybrid system, I use some technology where you know all of my tenant communication funnels through an app and any maintenance requests funnel through that. And then the company that's managing the hybrid managing the property for me, they reach out to my designated maintenance crew, they do all the calls. So it, takes, it makes it pretty easy for me in terms of time management on that side of it.
0: Yeah, it's a huge time saver and you clearly built up all these systems and the team over the last couple, three years. Because again, you're doing your job. This can overtake you if you don't have that stuff in
1: place. Yes, it can be very overwhelming.
0: All right, talk about another deal. I'm going to let you pick because you've done, guys, he's done a bunch of deals while he's still employed. So I just don't, I hear it all the time. And this is the coach of me. I don't want to hear your excuses. Ryan's got a family, a full time job. He's got kids, he's got grandkids. He's making it happen, prioritize. And you heard some tips of what he chose to not do. So that he could get to this point where this is going to be. this is a business, okay, and he's treating it as such. Good on you. okay, next deal. let's let's talk about that.
1: yeah, so we we ended up a month later buying a another duplex off market. So as you know, I'm telling everybody I'm investing in real estate. opportunities come up. It's amazing how many how many people know somebody that's getting that wants to get out of real estate for one reason or another. I bought that duplex off market. And that's cash flowing $300 a door. So I paid $150 for that. The rent hasn't appreciated in that area as much as I would like. Still some work to do on getting those numbers up on on that property, but it's still $300 a door. So $600 total for that property.
0: Okay. So you paid $170 for
1: that. $150 for that.
0: $150, sorry. And then where did you, how did you finance that property? How did you acquire it?
1: So I did that one the same way, bank financing and use my four oh one K to to put the down payment.
0: Was the four oh one K from another a previous job or, or your existing one?
1: Yes, yeah, so it was from a previous job.
0: So you had it, you rolled it over. What did you do? Did you yep. roll it over?
1: Yep. Rolled it over. Into a self directed
0: type of situation? Yep. Okay. Yep. Brilliant. I did the same thing. Okay. So you've got how much do they require as a down payment when you do that? The back- For
1: that one it was 20% down. What about the first one? The first, the first one was the same, 20% so, down.
0: All right. So 20% down, are you using, like, how did you find the bank? Did you use, talk, talk about that?
1: Yeah. So I went through a, a loan broker at the time to help me find an investment vehicle that I could use, an investment loan vehicle. Mm-hmm. And since then, I have started using a, a local bank. that they, they pretty much specialize in rental properties for the county and my surrounding counties that I live in. Okay. And have much much better rates.
0: Please correct me if I'm wrong. You've got, we're just talking about four doors, guys, two duplexes, uh, 1600 net net after it's all yep. said and done. Yes. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. And you have everything systematized in terms of maintenance and then paying you, the tenants, like you don't have a lot of interaction with them, correct? Correct. Okay. That was off market. So you found that by shocker talking about what you do which right. is one of the best ways to find deals. When people ask you what you do, I don't you don't tell them that you're you know, a salesperson, do you?
1: No. I'm a real estate professional.
0: What what and okay, you say that to me. I'm like, "Oh, you're an agent?" No. You're going to no. say something different, right? So guys, this is really important. Even if you don't have any deals, you can say that and and bring people in. That's how you find deals. That's how you find Money for deals, which is what we're going to get into in a little bit, but this is not that difficult if you have a strategy and that's what Ryan has. Okay. He's being smart about this. Still working his job. Give me another deal. Give us another deal. These are just simply awesome. Yeah,
1: I'll give you two deals. They they go hand in hand. So yeah. bought uh, a single family home, a two bed, one bath off of a sheriff sale, local sheriff sale, paid 42,000 for it, put 50,000 in it in terms of rehab cost. Mm-hmm. And then I took an additional $10,000 out when I refinanced it. And and I'll talk about that 10,000, what I did with that in a minute. I bought it for 42, put 50 into it, did the cash out refinance. And I am now cash flowing $315 a door on that property. And I did that all through credit card financing. So I went out, got credit cards in my business's name. So it's not on my... Personal financial information. So I didn't have any cash in the deal, any cash at all. Yeah. So I'm, I'm cash flowing $300 a door and something I put zero money into.
0: I'm going to pick this apart a little bit. So this was a duplex, another duplex?
1: This was a single family home, two bed, two bath home.
0: Okay. Two bed, two bath home. Cause you said 315 per door. So is that the second property?
1: I cash flow 315 a month. On this property, on, this on the property. single family home I bought at the the sheriff's sale.
0: Okay, got it. So let's go back to the sheriff's sale. How do you do that? Like, talk about that. So you hear sheriff's sale. You just, we just kind of glazed over it. Maybe talk a little bit more about, like, what happens? How does that process work?
1: Yeah, so there's different ways to do it. Some of them, some counties, you still go to the sheriff's office and you have the have the auction right there. This was all online. Yep. Uh, in fact, I, I had set up my bid, and I had an appointment with my barber to go get my haircut. And when I came out, I found out I won. The, I won the bid. Yeah. So, uh, so I won it and didn't really have to do any work in it other than set it up. And so I was familiar with that property. I had driven by it a lot, saw it vacant, and I just watched it to come up on the sheriff sale. As I watched it come up, you know, I could see the see what kind of condition the property was in. It was in great condition, and I and I got a steal on it.
0: Okay. Thank you for sharing, Matt. So, a lot of this stuff is on the internet, guys, but he was driving by it, right? He had, it was on his radar. So, you win the bid, you pay 42 grand for it, you use a business credit card. So, none, this is other people's money.
1: Other people's money.
0: That is other people's money, listeners, a, a business credit card, and you all sleep on this. This is not hard to get. You added 50,000 into it.
1: Yes. All what with is, credit cards. All with
0: credit. So, zero out of pocket. Zero. What, so that's uh ninety-two, I can add. What's it
1: worth after that? It's worth one twenty. It is worth one twenty.
0: All right. So you're about what is that? Uh twenty-eight in equity? Yep. Not bad. 28 created twenty eight thousand with a zip out of your pocket. Then you rent it for how much? Twelve hundred. So the one percent rule over the one percent rule. Yep. I mean, it's hard to calculate the return on that because you didn't put any money out of your pocket, so it's pretty much infinite. Your cash flowing net net 315 per month on that without any money down. Now we're up to about almost two grand just on these properties, net cash flow. You refinanced it, took what, 10 grand out?
1: I took an additional $10,000 out. Yeah, and you're still
0: at 315.
1: And I'm still at 315.
0: Beautiful. Pay attention, guys. This is super awesome. Now, I know what some people are thinking. You can't buy houses for one for 150 or 170 or 42. It's like, yeah, you can if you're looking. If you're looking, you can, right? Right. All you right? have to look. It's hard to find deals when you're not looking or if you're looking in the wrong spots. Yes. Okay. Go to the next one. You, did, you, you took the 10 grand and did what?
1: All right. So, I took the 10 grand and I had a colleague of mine, was getting out of the rental business. He had one property, he was done with it. So he asked me if I wanted to buy it. And it wasn't a property that I really wanted. And I told him it just didn't work for me, but i still gave him an offer. And I gave him an offer of $70,000 on this property. Mm -hmm. And that was 20,000 below what he wanted. But he took it anyways. And so I went to the bank and I got traditional financing for that property. And I used the $10,000 to put a down payment on this property to buy it. So again, no cash out of pocket to buy it. Now I did put 20,000 of my old money into the rehab Mm -hmm. and then I rented it out for 12 months. And while I rented it out, I cash flowed $330 a month. And then 12 months later when that lease was up, I, I still didn't really like the property. So I sold it for 150.
0: All right, this is good. Okay, I have a couple questions for you. When he took the seventy thousand dollars, were you like, oh, I could have probably bought it for sixty or fifty? Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> no, good lesson there, right? Sometimes we can yep. we can go lower. That he wanted out, he wanted yes. out. So we're solving problems. People think, oh, people are never going to take law, you know. And so you, you didn't, you you. He probably thanked you.
1: He did. He did. Him and his wife. Him and his wife wanted out. They wanted and out. So You I solved, solved this problem.
0: That's all. That's all real estate is. Okay, so seventy. Put twenty of your own into it for a year. Ninety. You sold it for one fifty.
1: One fifty. get this math works
0: wonderfully. So you got all your money back and then some, and you had cash yes. flow, and you probably had a little bit of a tax benefit as well. Yep. Okay. Absolutely.
1: Then what did you do? So then I'm I'm out buying more properties. So now I'm I'm really starting to focus in and, and niche down on what I want in terms of investment properties. So yeah, I nice. have been all over the place in terms of, do I want to go to multifamily? Do I want to go to commercial? Uh, do I want to go single family home? And so through that process, I, I started asking myself, well, who have my best tenants been? And my best tenants have been the ones in my single family homes, two bed, one to two baths. They're typically single parents. They're looking for a nice, safe place for their kids to live. They always pay on time hmm. because they want that safe place for their, to raise their family. And I found that I have less tenant issues with single parents in their homes. So it, it, it's turned out to be a great niching down strategy for us.
0: Yeah, and that took you, that, by the way, that was very clear, as your parent attention is very detailed on who his ideal tenant is. And then he goes out and he finds properties for that specific person, right? Versus doing the opposite, which is all oh, just buy a bunch of properties and I hope I fill them. So great strategy. You mean when you took the proceeds, you didn't go out and buy like a Ferrari or something? You decided to invest back in
1: the business? We invested back in the business. And then we also took, took some of that money and we put ourselves personally in a financial, better financial position. Mm-hmm. So that way we didn't have to have as much income when I ultimately exit my W-2.
0: Right. You notice he said when he exits his W-2. It's happening. He has a plan. Ryan has a plan to exit his W-2. And he's building his real estate business while he's doing it. This is all possible. You're learning a lot of stuff here about how to acquire deals. All right. So do you have a strategy to acquire those properties? Because again, most people are not looking at two bed, one bath properties and you're saying, Hey, these things are gold. I'm making good money doing these.
1: Great question. And I'm in in the process of really ramping up the marketing strategy for that. Mm-hmm. So I am working with local local agents and commu- real estate agents, communicating to them what I'm Interested in also yeah. reaching out to my local RIA, letting them know what I'm interested in. Because a lot of investors don't, to your point, don't want two bedroom homes because the rent's not as high. Yeah. But I have found that, you know, they often don't fit their portfolio. And so they're looking to get rid of them as they move in a different direction. And so I can, I can pick them up at a reasonable price. I, I agree. And- you know how to do that.
0: I'm thinking here that because this is a, a niche that you've defined that's really not ever going to go away because people get divorced at a high rate and they have children and you're, you're serving that. You're serving that, that need where other people, it's like, eh, I don't want to really mess around with this. It's got to be three bedrooms, right? I've made that right. mistake where I've turned away from the two bedrooms, from the two bedroom properties because of that reason. What do you think the opportunity is in the market? What first of all, what market are you buying? And I'm sorry I didn't ask
1: you that. Yeah. So I'm in central Ohio. So I'm buying in in Fairfield, Franklin, Licking Counties. So right, right dead center in Ohio. Got it. Great
0: markets. Great markets to to, great markets. Yeah. To live in, great place to live. What do you think the opportunity is? Maybe you know, I mean, I mean, on these types of properties, like do you have a a roundabout number of how many there are?
1: I actually just did a search on this just within the city that I live in. And there were a thousand that I could actually get off of the public records site. And then anything more than that, it starts to crash. So
0: there's way more than a thousand. Okay. Yes. Got it.
1: So that's just in in my hometown. So that's not even going outside of that.
0: Right. So it's all, all in your backyard and you could expand that. I love the niche. So, what are you looking at in terms of your purchase strategy? Because guys, listen, when you build these businesses and you get dozens and dozens, and then you get up into hundreds of units, you're limited on your ability to buy these things, especially if, if, if it's long, long-term hold. So what are some of the strategies that 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 you're looking at to acquire these houses?
1: Yeah. So in terms of financing, so yeah. we have partners that, that we work with and, and are looking to certainly expand that to help us go out and acquire these properties faster Mm -hmm. and and scale faster if you're bringing on partners. And then we're also looking at uh, seller financing opportunities. And there's a lot of those when you look at investors and even even people that have owned that home and live in it today for a long time and need to get out for whatever reason.
0: Right, people gotta move. Everyone thinks because they picked up a two or a 3% rate a few years ago that they're gonna stay in there forever. I can tell you that nothing could be further from the truth. People always need to move. There's a lot of people out there, Ryan, and I've done this personally. I mean, I I buy properties, but I've invested with other people as well. There's a lot of people out there that have, you know, these old retirement accounts, right? Like you did. They don't know what to do with it. Maybe they don't want to do what you do. Maybe they want to get involved in real estate. But man, that sounds like a lot of stuff, scouting properties and rentals and systems and processes. And self-directed, there's a way where you can actually invest with people invest in deals without having to do all that stuff and, and, and earn a return.
1: Yeah, it, it's a great way to invest and not have to have the headaches of working with tenants. And it, it becomes pretty passive. And so rolling over a 401k to a self-directed IRA, there's, there's plenty of ways to do that. And it's really simple. Uh, I've helped people do that. You can lend money to that investor out of that self-directed IRA. And it's backed by the property. And to me, that's more secure than investing in the stock market where you have no control over your money. At least with this, you have a hard asset backing up that investment. It's a great investment strategy. I do that out of a self-directed IRA as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, me too and countless others. A lot of, again, a lot of people have money just sitting there. They don't know what they don't want to do with it, right? So self-directed yep. is something to look at. And yes, it's backed by an asset. So it, it is, there is security there. If someone wanted to learn about that, what would you suggest they do?
1: Yeah, I'd suggest they reach out. They can go to my website at whiterhino.investments, or they can send me an email at r.sturgeon at Biz, or they can call me directly, uh, 740-231-2366. Awesome. We'll leave all those
0: ways to contact Ryan in the show notes. Are you working on anything currently?
1: Yes. I have a couple of deals that I'm, that I'm working on right now that mm-hmm. uh, it'd be great to, to bring an investor in for.
0: Yeah. As you've gone through this process, okay, you're still working your nine to five. I assume you haven't gotten less busy. You're no. working more hours in the business, right? Your family's growing. What does the management piece look like in terms of like when you first started one to two hours and you were wasting a lot of time to how it is now? How do you feel?
1: I feel much better about my processes now Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of that is, you know, when I first started, I was doing everything on an Excel spreadsheet that works for a little while, but then it becomes very time consuming to manage that. I've started moving into more automation to make that happen. So there, there's a lot of technology out there. There's many options to to use to utilize the the technology. Yeah. And it just becomes better and better. And it frees up so much time. to. So now I can actually focus on what I need to be doing. And that's going out and finding the deals and talking to people, talking to sellers.
0: The the stuff that matters, right? The stuff that that'll put the money in the bank and and allow you to grow your business. Do you have a, Do you have any dreams in terms of or goals in terms of the number of properties that you're, that you're looking to acquire?
1: Yeah, I'm looking to you know to cash flow enough to get out of my to get on my W two. I mean, I think the for where I'm at now, I would like to. My ultimate goal is to be doing two hundred thousand a year in cash flow. Nice,
0: I love it. Is there a certain property? like number attached to that, like number of doors?
1: It's about cash flow. I mean, I, I my minimum cash flow is $300 a door and mm-hmm. I'm looking to really start upping that to 500 and to start increasing that, which means I have to buy better deals, yeah. so.
0: I love that strategy. Like you're setting these minimum standards. Like a lot of people will accept $100 a month or 150. I, I don't think that's worth it in, in, in my opinion, because if you have a lot of those, all it takes is one person to stop paying you and you're toast. So yes. love your, I love your strategy and your answers are great. Okay, guys, you have the opportunity to talk with Ryan. I say this every time somebody leaves their contact information, you don't take advantage of it. And you're doing yourself a disservice by not doing it. At least have a conversation with the with the guy and learn from him, right? He's offering that. Can't tell you how many times people don't take advantage of that. All right. This has been awesome. You did a great job. I love that you shared these deals and they're really super awesome deals. Before we wrap up, anything you want to leave us with, like whether it's a quote or a final thought that you want to share before we wrap it up?
1: Yeah, I think the thing that changed it for me was there's so much information out there on the internet about real estate investing. You can get, and I'm guilty of this, shiny object syndrome, and you can look at everything and never make the choice to take action. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, when I took action and bought the first duplex, that's when it changed for me. It's about getting up and taking action to get the life that you want. And that, that's what I'm in the process of doing.
0: Yes, you are. And you're doing a great job of it. Great share. Ryan, thanks for spending some time with us here, sharing your insight and your knowledge. Look forward to having you back on when you leave the W-2 because this is the W-2 Prison Break Show. So we have I'm to looking have... forward to it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Everyone, make it a great day.